Welcome to Too Old for This Podcast, your safe space for growing up talk about childish things. It's, it's episode 51, and tonight we are going to review the poem. We're also going to catch up on all the latest Star Wars, Mandalorian casting news, and rumors. Do that Star Wars thing we usually do. So let's get to it. Let's go onward and upward. Let's crack a lacking, my brother. What's up, Your uh, your mic is kind of crackling in and out. <laughs> Yo, it's been a few weeks, my brother. How have you been? Uh, I'm all right. Episode fifty. Yeah, I'm all right. Just uh, just uh, doing the quarantine thing, as everyone. Should be um, still virus free, still symptom free. Uh, yeah, uh, as of right now, excellent. Knock on wood. Excellent. Um, Glad to- yeah, no, uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm still working. Um, yeah, just uh, just enjoying this uh, long weekend, man. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, the weather has been really pleasant today. Uh, it's been a nice day. Uh, we, um, Linda and I. Uh, actually had an outing today uh, with with our son Lucas, uh, yeah. our two year old. Uh, we went to this um, dinosaur kind of uh, theme park or zoo kind of thing. It's uh, <laughs> this reptile zoo. Uh, okay, I was going to say, did they have bro. dinosaurs uh, engaging? They have. They actually have animatronic dinosaurs. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. And, and, and uh, like really big, expensive, impressive ones too for yeah. this. For this really small town, like rural operation out in the middle of nowhere, and Sorry, uh, where did you say this was? Peterborough, Ontario. Oh, okay, nice. I never knew um, this existed. The place is, uh, I think, it's Indian Hill Reptile Zoo. Okay. Anyway, they're not normally this this dinosaur thing. They're normally a reptile place. Like they have crocodiles and alligators and stuff there. Oh, okay. But right now, right now they're shut down because of COVID. But they're doing this special thing. Uh, they normally, I guess, have some of these dinosaurs on the grounds, but they brought more in and they arrange them around their grounds and you can drive through their grounds and there's dinosaurs next to the road all the way through it. And, uh, yeah, I was totally impressed, actually, nice. uh, with with how many and how cool the the dinosaurs were there. Did you feel like you're driving through Jurassic World? Uh, for, uh, for, yeah, a couple of times, yeah. And my kid actually got scared a couple of times. Nice. Of these of these dinosaurs because they're like they're they're, they're giant like bigger than a car and uh, and they move and they roar and um, yeah that sometimes they're like you can almost reach out the car window and touch them they're so close to the car okay. uh, and, and nobody's allowed to get out of the car because of COVID so uh, it's a cool yeah it was a cool thing actually okay. uh, we had fun it's nice to see um, like some places are. Not necessarily taking advantage, but they're trying to change things up to uh, right to keep business still going. You know what I mean? Adapting, so, yeah. yeah Drive through businesses right now are yeah. uh, I guess, um, doing great, but uh, apparently the city of Toronto had big problems this uh, past week because they shut down uh, Lakeshore for mm-hmm. car traffic, thinking, "Well, nobody's driving." Well, it's Toronto; lots of people are driving. So then the, there ended up being all these traffic snarls. Whereas for the past two months. Traffic in Toronto has been like really like chill mm-hmm. and cool for the first time ever, 
the city went and created traffic this, the way the city of Toronto, you know, does so often. Right. Um, so there's been, I guess, crazy traffic jams all week in Toronto, mm. uh, even though there's half the drivers on the road, apparently. Um, Interesting. Anyway, that's your COVID update, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of, I just so, want to bring up some real quick, actually. Um, I don't think I had a chance to talk to you about this, but did you hear last weekend about the... Uh, the kid who got caught doing 308 on our uh, on our QEW. No, 308 kilometers. <laughs> you didn't hear about this. Well, wow. no. Um, look it up. So this this kid who was 19, okay. um, he he borrowed his daddy's uh, Mercedes, right. uh, him and his buddy, and um, it was like 10 o'clock at night or something like that. Um, right. And they got they got he got booked. At 308 kilometers an hour on the QEW, he got pulled over in Burlington. What kind of car? <laughs> it was like a souped-up Mercedes uh, Mercedes Benz. So, but yeah, no, he he basically. Have you ever have you ever driven in a car that come that came close to that speed? Like I I um, I've driven in a I, car. I feel like I know I've come to like 200. Yes, I've been in a highway. car from like 200. I got booked at doing almost 200 on that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, was, that was years busted, ago. That was God. years ago. Um, okay. But yeah, this kid beat my record. <laughs> 308 this kid was doing. That's what he got booked at. So I can't even picture what it would be like to drive that I, fast. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't even imagine. Uh, the worst part is imagine if something pulled out in front of him. Not only would he and his friend would have been dead, he'd be fucking vaporized. Yeah, no, absolutely. At that going that fast, right? So it'd be like that scene in RoboCop where the guy gets the acid dumped on him and then he gets hit by a car and he exactly. just exactly. There's nothing left of him. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what would have happened to that dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I just wanted to uh, bring that up. I thought that was uh, wow. Well, very, very interesting news that happened last weekend. So, yeah, I'm surprised cool. you didn't hear about it, man. No, you know, I, I, I'm a, I, you know what? I don't follow local news at all. It's, no. it's kind of embarrassing, actually. I'm kind of ignorant completely to local news most of the time. It's all good. It was all over Facebook, right? So, mm-hmm. was it? I didn't even see it there. Yeah, In- interesting. I wonder what that says about my friends list. <laughs> there you go. I don't all know. good. Oh yeah. All good. All good. All good. So, shall we move on to some content? Yes. Uh, we are going to review Capone, but let's let's save that for the end. Uh, and, and let's let's get through. Should we? Yeah. Is this a news grinder? We're going to talk about some news, some Star Wars news, of course. Yeah. So, uh, why don't we? Why don't we have some some Star Wars music to introduce the section? Right, let's let's do let's, let's do some production. Let's do it like this. How'd you like that? Was that News Grinder into Mando? <laughs> was that what that was? Remix! This is some next level shit, yo. <laughs> That's how I roll. <laughs> Alright, I'm assuming we're going to talk about the Mando movie first as I start it off. The casting news is Mando, so that's fine. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? Yes. Hold let's, on. Let's. Where's my notes? Let me... Let me remind myself what happened. What's happening here? All right. Well, so, um, we don't. We already talked about uh, Ashoka. We already know Ashoka Tano yeah. is coming to season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah. 
And we know she will be portrayed by, of course, the fabulous Rosario, Ro- Rosario Dawson, yeah. which I fully support. Yeah. And I made I made clear on previous episodes. And I remember when we had our buddy Ben from Star Wars Underworld in here on, on the show. Mm-hmm. And he told us that his first choice to play Ahsoka in live action was, of course, the actress who played her on the voice. Sh- on Rebels. And oh, my God. Wars. I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. Yeah, they interviewed and I'm, right I'm Ashley, sorry. I, Ashley something. Ashley Eckstein. Eckstein. I, I hope I didn't pronounce it wrong. She is a fantastic person. Uh, totally delightful. Um, and you know, you know, fine for that character, and and that world loves her, and I love them for their love. I don't want to shit on them at all. But when we had Ben on the show, I told him straight up that would be a bad move. Lucasfilm is not going to do that. They're going to go for the move that would bring them the wider audience rather than play the fan service move with this character because this character is going to be a big splash. Um, And there was already the online movement for Rosario Dawson, which is obviously a mainstream audience grab. She was on the fucking view talking about Star Wars. Like, when does that happen? Uh, So um, that was the move, obviously, and that's what they did. And uh, I applaud it, even though my first choice would have been, as you know, Zazie Beats. Maybe, uh, maybe when they, maybe when they do a younger version of Ahsoka in live action, maybe I can get, I don't know, uh, Zendaya or Zazie Beats. Zendaya was my other <laughs> uh, choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, no, totally, fully support that. It, that's fine. We knew that was coming. Um, and uh, we also knew, pretty much, we knew. I I think I said that this was going to happen in season two uh, because of the the tip of the hat that we saw in season one with the brief cameo of Boba Fett's legs mm-hmm. uh, at the end of that episode. I think it was episode the five. The Slinger or something like that? Um, yeah, the one that took place on Tatooine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure I said, I was I was positive that Boba Fett was going to be on season two, I'm not surprised by this announcement at all. I'm not surprised that Tamara Morrison has been cast as Boba Fett. Yep. Um, this is the absolute right thing to do for fans of uh, the the prequel, yeah. the prequel trilogy. Um, and all of the, you know, there's a lot of talk about how fans of the prequel trilogy were kind of left out of season one a little bit. And uh, I think though, because there was there was a lot of throwbacks to uh, the prequels in that too. I I think there were I think yeah. there were um, but there's a lot more here obviously coming yes. along no absolutely right 100%. Uh, it seems like season two is going to be all about uh, the Clone Wars era mm-hmm. uh, because not only are we getting Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett uh, which of course makes sense because he's a clone of Jango Fett mm-hmm. uh, we have now also confirmed the other casting which seemed obvious as soon as we saw the dark saber. And doubly so when we heard that Ahsoka was definitely coming, we should, we knew everybody was screaming out, okay, where's Bo-Katan? Well, guess what? Uh, You know, I always thought Katie Sackhoff wasn't cast by accident to play the voice of the animated character. Like, Mm -hmm. they want this character in live action. And this, this, this storyline is so good that I, that, you know, it, it did. It merits it, okay? Okay. So Katie Sackhoff is coming to play Bo-Katan <clears throat> in live action on season two of The Mandalorian. Now, if you don't know who the hell we're talking about when we talk about Bo-Katan mm-hmm. or when we talk about Ahsoka Tano, that's probably because you didn't watch the Clone Wars TV show. Oh, um, 
are, are Rebels, right. So you're probably not a fan of the animated Star Wars stuff. And um, that's okay. You don't have to be. I, I will say that I'm kind of with you there. I'm, I'm not really a fan of it. I kind of follow it. I, I check in with the important arcs when I see people are talking about this or that important thing happening, like when they re- when they brought Darth Maul back to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I definitely checked in there. And all of this uh, Mandalorian storylines, um, I did I did check in for those. I enjoyed them because it felt like they were trying to make it feel more like Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You know, literally. Uh, and I know that's kind of like a dumb thing to say, kind of. Um, but I, I, I feel like there was literally a decision to do that uh, at Lucasfilm. And I feel like that was literally what I had been saying I wanted for a long time. Uh, so I was happy about it. And, um, and I don't mind this so much. But, okay, here we go. We're like, <laughs> like, so season two of The Mandalorian, we know, like, so much mm-hmm. that's coming at us now, right? Like, like, we know Ahsoka's coming, and we know Bo-Katan is coming. So we know that we're going to catch up with how, you know, um, Gideon got the Darksaber and, yeah. and, and the whole purge and it's all going to come together and, and I guess my point here is that the Mandalorian has now become a sequel to the Clone Wars animated series mm-hmm. because this is clearly the plot line of the whole fucking thing right um, and I, I, you know what I okay uh, fans of Clone Wars who are saying Yes, that's fantastic. This is what we wanted. We love this. You know what? I uh, I'm not. You're not. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to piss down your but down your neck. I don't want to try to tell you you shouldn't be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I. I. But but I'm. I'm not going to lie. My my excitement for Mandalorian season two is kind of deflated now. I don't. I, even though I don't think all any of this stuff is bad, it's just like I feel like. I know the whole season already. Like I, and I'm, I'm not like wondering where it's going to go and what's going to happen. I, I pretty Mm -hmm. much, I pretty much know, like, I can't tell you beat for beat, but I think I know the important things that are going to happen in season two. Um, already. Yeah. And and there isn't enough season for there to be much more than what we already know. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, it's, it's, it's a pretty short season. I feel like, um, I don't know how they kept Baby Yoda a secret. That right. being said, they, so, there, they, so there, did, there can be more huge, huge secrets. Yeah, well, there can. Yeah. Well, they they kept that a huge secret, and it was it was such a pleasant surprise. Other than TMZ ruining it for me the day it, it premiered, <clears throat> it was a pleasant surprise. And I don't know why or how they did not keep Boba Fett a secret. How they didn't keep Ashoka Tano. A secret. I don't. Th- I. I don't think they wanted to. I don't think these were leaks. I think these were announcements. I were think they. they I don't I recall think, seeing any Disney press releases. Well, they're confirmed. They're confirmed, and they're not rumors. And yeah. I think that's. I think that's definite. Like they didn't have to do that mm-hmm. at all, right? And I think. I mean, maybe you just want to. Maybe you just want to say, look, people are going to be happy about this rather than us trying to do all the work of keeping it a secret and and, and then finding out that, you know, set set photos get released by some asshole who fucking delivered a pizza. Yeah. Um, 
why don't we just tell people? I, I feel like that's what's happening here. I don't uh, know. I would I would like to. Okay, so with me, um, when I heard Boba Fett was uh, was going to be in this, um, yeah, I was a little I was a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because yeah. in my world, Boba Fett's dead. Um, yes, and the only well, way... well, here's a big. You're making an excellent point. We're retconning Return of the Jedi yeah. again, again. Well, it's after, the... after okay. Rise of Skywalker, pretty much. It's I know the entire sequel trilogy wiped Return of the yeah. Jedi clean, okay, right? So we're um, taking another thing. Yeah, you're right. Go ahead. Apparently, he did come back in the books. I've never read the books, but apparently, he did come. Yeah, come but back the books, the books are, you know, they're not considered canon now because, right. um, what's her face, Kathleen Kennedy is a fucking idiot. But anyways, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah uh, no, no, <laughs> no. Because uh, Kathleen Kennedy is the one well, that came out and said, okay, "Wait a minute, you're right." Because because <laughs> they recanonized fucking Thrawn, I will have to give you this point. Yeah, I, <laughs> no, I was about to say, like, I was about to say they took Thrawn out of canon, so yeah. I, I was grateful for her. But then they recanonized fucking Thrawn like right away. So but, never. Yeah, no, she uh, apparently, I'm pretty sure it was her that said, "Oh, um, the MCU." Um, has more background material to work with, and Star Wars doesn't. Yes, that was a famous right? dumb. That was that was her, right? So, yes. anyways, uh, <laughs> so um, obviously, uh, but uh, you know what? I kind of agree with her. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you no, and cut you wait, off. You but agree with that? I agree with it only because like none of it was good. Like none. Like I like, Star, like, Star, like I, I just like it all. You know what I mean? Okay, but the the stuff that I did read was so bad that I just I just gave up and and there were a couple of good comics, but I was more in love with the art than the stories, honestly. And yeah, fair enough. and I I just want to say, oh, hold on, I totally forgot my fucking. I, well, what were you saying? What was I cut? What, when did I cut you off? <laughs> what were you cutting hold me on. off about? Um, yes, what was I cutting you off about? <laughs> about me saying that um, I I I didn't read the Boba Fett uh, book, whatever, where he comes back. But um, oh, I agree with I Kathleen did, Kennedy because something where they they brought it up. Because look, look, I like I don't want Star Wars to be like Marvel. Like Marvel no, no, made 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 fantastic comics for decades, right? And but then I people were like, "You should make, make movies." That's my but point. Star Wars started as a great movie, yeah. right? And yeah. then the comics come from that, yeah. and the books come from that and it's 100. a it's it's as as an important friend of mine once said it's a film first franchise and it's 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 a it's so different than marvel it's but it's an important difference it's yeah. like i i totally agree with kathleen kennedy because because star wars like it, it doesn't have decades and decades and decades of just stories and stories and stories nope. so that so that you find like 1000 like avengers books there's gonna be like six decent ones to make movies out of right mm. like you don't have 1,000 Star Wars books, right? You have, like, a couple of decades of stuff that came up after the films and was inspired by the films and, like, kind of reminded you of the films, hopefully, because that was the only way they were any, any good, in yeah, my opinion. I, I get no, that. Anyway, I anyway, get that, but I'm going to stop cutting you off now. I'm right. going to just... I'm, <laughs> I'm going to mute myself, and I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> um, and it's funny, because I was saying, I was saying this... Um, before and then I was watching the John Campia show and they made the exact same point that I made <laughs> and which I found very funny was the only way I will accept the fact that Boba Fett is back is if they flash back and show me show me how Boba Fett escaped the Sarlacc pit. That's the only way to me 
that I can accept the fact that Boba Fett is alive in and now in the Mandalorian. That's really uh, that's really the only point I want to make. Okay, now that you've made that point, <laughs> yeah, I want to stop and I want to stop and reflect on this point because I didn't I hadn't thought about this too hard. I'm going to yeah. think about it hard now All right. because you have to understand that what you're suggesting is that they recreate the set and the scene 100 from from return of the jedi 100 and that and that is a technical now, challenge I'm not that saying, i don't I, I don't know i it hasn't been done yet it's been done to, by, okay, by lucasfilm many times you okay, don't have ahead. to recreate the scene i just want to you have to recreate that set because boba fett could have came out 10 days later he could came out a year later he could have came out the next day all i want to see is boba fett crawling out of that pit are jetpacking out of that pit to show me how he survived. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I wish I had a bell to ring for you because I am going to agree with you 100% yeah. on this point because... What? <laughs> if Rise of Skywalker has taught us anything, yeah, right? It's that... You need a solid explanation why Palpatine is there. Yeah, is there, yeah. or people are people are just going to lose their shit. Yeah, over how is Palpatine there, right? Mm-hmm. And to to this day, I'm fucking mad because there is no, there is not a good answer to yeah. how. But in uh, there's kind of conflicting information, in my opinion. In the defense of the film, though, this is played out over eight hours so they have the room to tell a story of how he got out of the pit or whatever a backstory where um rise of skywalker was a two and a half hour film so maybe they didn't have the time to do that so they're gonna do that in comic books they'll do that in books whatever right uh apparently they already did it in the book so but anyways that's all i wanted to say about that well i would argue that if you if you cut out the light speed skipping scene, which mm-hmm. um, again destroys canon, mm-hmm. and replace it with a scene of how Palpatine oh, yeah. survives Return of the Jedi, you have a fucking thousand times better movie. Oh yeah, so sure. I agree. Uh, I'm not gonna. Argue I don't that. think. I don't, I don't. I don't think time is a defense. I think. I think bad writing is a defense. Yeah. But uh, is, is these the? But is there's no defense. Who, who no knows? Defense. It could be on a cutting room floor somewhere too, right? Oh, we would know if it was other by now. Like yeah. we would, that would have come up. I'm just that saying uh, it, that could also have been a possibility. So, okay. um, so, anyways, uh, back to uh, Mandalorian. Oh uh, yeah. So the casting, <laughs> I guess. Um. So Timothy, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, Olifant, who who's in a, a bunch of uh, a whole bunch of different films. He's a very recognizable, dude. Um, he got cast. Uh, this week as well, in a unknown role, they haven't they haven't uh, released his his uh, role yet. So maybe they're just going to tell us everybody who's on it, right? So mm-hmm. that like, because maybe that's just a hard a hard thing to hide. Like yeah. if you're 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 filming the new season of Mandalorian, it's hard to keep that a secret. So why don't we just tell people? Like just forget about it. I, that's that's how I feel about what's going on there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <clears throat> my point is. I've been thinking about this for a while. This whole thing about me being bummed about Mandalorian <clears throat> becoming a sequel to 
the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and because my line of thought goes even further, if they're doing this with the Mandalorian, well, then the Cassian Andor show is in the exact time frame of the Rebels series. Mm. So if they're doing it with Mandalorian, they're going to do the same thing with Rebels, and we're going to see Ezra and Kanan. We're going to see fucking Freddie Prince Jr., Kev. And yep. you've heard me. Now, this is probably like the fourth or fifth episode. I've said the name mm-hmm. Freddie Prince Jr. with hatred in my voice. I, I have no problem with that. I don't know if I, I don't think I hate him. I don't hate him. I don't hate him. No, I don't hate him. Mm-hmm. He's probably, he's probably a super, you know, nice dude. <laughs> um, I, you know, recently there was that viral rant that he had where yeah. he went off about Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. And that really fucking bothered me. Right. Because I was like, man, like Mark Hamill would never get caught doing this shit. Like, and don't you realize you're a Jedi too? Like, don't you realize you're like, you're like little children think of you the way little children think of Mark Hamill, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so when they see you like ranting and raving about how some Star Wars fans are idiots for their opinions about how the force works Mm -hmm. uh, and you know better than everyone else because you were told by Filoni who was told by George Lucas, like, who the fuck cares, dude? Like, like, save your rant for a bar with your buddies, mm-hmm. you know? And remember that children are watching you. <clears throat> True. Especially because you're the guy from Rebels, you know? You're not the guy from <clears throat> whatever, the the Old Republic video game, you know? Like, you're the guy from... You're, you're the kid's brand. Um, so that bothered me. Um, he's the Scooby-Doo guy. And... and <clears throat> I don't know. I just did show, right? Like to me, I tried to watch it. I gave it a chance. I, I gave it a few chances. Um, and it was a children's show. I'm sorry. It was. Mm-hmm. And, and the same thing with resistance. And I'm just wondering, well, what's the next TV show? Does it line up with the resistance timeline? Because I know we're going to get a live action Kazuda at some point. Right. And, all of that to me is disappointing if that's what Star Wars is going to be, right? Like, because this is the stuff we've already been getting for decades. It's just now we're just going to cast actors and do it in live action. But it's this, like, I don't know, man. I've just been waiting. I've just been like, like this stuff, this animated stuff. I get it. It pays the bills. And, um, you know, I know a lot of adults grew up with it. So there's a lot of adult fans of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was an adult when it started and I, I never could get into it. And I still can't. And I want new voices and I want new stories and I want new characters. And I want I don't I don't hate Dave Filoni. I don't want him to, like, be fired or something, but I do not want him to become the Kevin Feige of Lucasfilm, right? Like, if Lu- if Lucasfilm becomes the Feige, uh, the Filoni verse hmm. completely, then I like I will just I don't know. Like I'm gonna get less and less enthused, I guess personally. But but 
I also understand as a fan, if you're stoked that finally everything is being integrated because it is kind of cool, right? That, that everything is kind of being integrated in star Wars. It's like, it's, it seems like there's a plan now. Mm-hmm. It seems like somebody's actually thinking about the next step now. And somebody's actually thinking about the fans now. And I want all the fans to be, in, to be included but but I, I, I more and more feel like, you know, Mandalorian had a lot of good stuff for us, if, for the OT guys, mm-hmm. for the original trilogy fans, for Generation X. So I, I don't want to bang on it too much. But um, I, I just hope that, that we continue to get stuff. And I hope that we get... Man, I just hope we eventually get, like, a new storyline. Like, it doesn't have to be Old Republic, but... You know, something like that, where we actually just jump completely out of everything familiar, mm-hmm. right? And, and we give, like, a new creator, a new artist, a, a, a fresh palette and go, look, it's the same universe, but, like, you get none of the characters. You can have lightsabers. You can have light speed travel, right? You can have blasters, but and you can have Sith and Jedi, but that's what you get, right? You don't get anything else. You don't get to... Uh, like revive um, an old character from an old thing. Mm-hmm. You don't get you don't get to show us a younger version of a character that. Like I'm so bummed about. Okay, I'm gonna stop being negative soon. I promise. Mm-hmm. I, uh, but I'm bummed about um, everything that we're hearing about Project Luminous and the High Republic era because it just feels like to me it's going to be uh, a new version of Clone Wars. It's going to be Yoda who is going to seem almost exactly the same because he's going to be like still in the, the last half of his life. He's still going to be an older Yoda. Um, just 200 years is nothing to Yoda, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he could even be on the Jedi High Council. Like it could even be on Coruscant, right? Or the plot of the thing could be the Jedi High Council and how it eventually ends up on Coruscant, right? Like, that could be the ending point, could be the start of the Clone Wars set. And, like, to me, like this is, it's just more just everything connected is too much now. It's like the universe feels too small now. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want some unknown stuff, I, I guess, you know? Um, for me, like, my, my thing about Star Wars when I was a kid, my love of it was it was blowing my mind with stuff that I've never imagined possible before. And now it just feels like it's just all about what's familiar, what's familiar, what's familiar. So, um, we might get what you want and this isn't a hundred percent sure yet, but we might get exactly what you want with Taika Waititi because they recently just announced that he is going to be doing a Star Wars film. So Thank you. It's this untitled. is the third important piece of news that we yeah, need to it's cover. Untitled. Taika um, there's no, there's no plots, nothing. So this could be exactly what you're looking for. It could be take place in a completely different timeline. It could come place, take place with it completely could. different characters. It could. So you might get it. <laughs> it could. My yeah. gut tells me it won't, Kev. My yeah. gut tells me it won't. Taika worked on the Mandalorian. Taika yeah. worked. Like, basically, under Dave Filoni. Like, Dave Filoni is obviously, like... Okay, John Favreau is involved, but I don't believe that it's his show. I mean, maybe he wrote it. 
It's Dave Filoni's show. I'm sorry. It's Dave Filoni's show. Um, I feel and, like but, he had a huge influence on it, yes. But right. I think so I feel like whatever the fuck Taika Waititi is doing, I feel like I don't know. It's my gut. I, this is not confirmed. And and you know what? Everybody who's like, if anybody's listening who like is on a legitimate Star Wars site, I know you're mad at me right now because I'm talking about stuff that's not confirmed. I'm talking about my opinions. Mm-hmm. But based on what we have seen... Taika Waititi is already in the fold. He's already in the Filoni. Uh, it, it's it's like if you're in with Filoni, your shit's going to get made now. And um, I don't know if Ryan Johnson's in with Filoni. I think there's an asterisk next to Ryan Johnson. That I think it's a giant fucking asterisk next to Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think the Taika Waititi thing is the only thing guaranteed to happen. And I think... Yes, it's going to be connected to everything that's happened before, whatever it is. I don't know. I think it's going to be good. Like, Kateko Waititi is an amazing writer and director, right? And he's he's co-writing it with the writer of 1917. Is Did I get the right year? What's the, no, what's the, the movie? 1917, yeah. Yes, okay, thank you. So, it's guaranteed to be a fantastic script. It's guaranteed to be a fantastic and fun movie because Taika Waititi made the best space opera film of 2019 which was thor ragnarok Mm -hmm. and if he makes a movie that's half as fun as thor ragnarok it's going to be a great movie right it's gonna with lightsabers instead of you know mjolnir's but um, so i am stoked about the taika watiti news Mm -hmm. and and look, I still have hope for Star Wars, and I still have hope that the Star Wars universe will grow and be big enough for fans like me who want to explore, mm. uh, you know, a little more. Um, I'm not giving up on Star Wars. You know, I thought about it for a few days. I did. I thought maybe the subtitle of episode 51 would be Why Jer is Quitting Star Wars, but I'm not. Um, it's... It, I, I do have hope. I st- I'm still going to watch Mandalorian season two, and I'm still probably going to really enjoy it. Okay, mm-hmm. um, even though I feel like I know what's coming, and I'm not like whatever as excited as I wish I was. Right. Um, the Cassie Ander series, I still think is going to be fantastic. You know, we were talking earlier about it, and I'm hoping that uh, what's his name is going to be on it. Uh, what's his name? Come on. Uh, I'm not sure who you're talking about. Rebel guy from Rogue One. Um, who? Sorry? The, the rebel guy from Rogue One. Uh, the guy oh, who Sal Guerrera. Sal Guerrera, thank you. I always forget. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would like, we could have him on the show. That would be fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, anybody from Rogue One. Rogue One was a great movie with a great cast of characters who my greatest disappointment was. We got to know this fantastic cast of new characters, and then we saw them all die, mm-hmm. and we didn't get enough time with them. And if we get more time with any of those characters, I'm going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And and we could get another fantastic Darth Vader scene. We could get anything from that timeline in this Rogue One series, and I expect that. Yeah. I expect it to be like the Rogue One movie, like in many, many, many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I also think we're going to see the cast of Rebels show up in live action on that. Um, so, you know, whatever. I'll try not to complain about that too much. <laughs> All right, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then the Obi-Wan show. I'm just thinking now, like, yeah. like who, who are we going to get on the 
on the Obi Wan show oh, now. We'll definitely get uh, Darth Maul in there <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, I don't know if we can. I guess we can. I, I we can have Darth Maul's crime syndicate mm-hmm. in it, and maybe we can have Obi Wan like checking in on him or like aware of him somehow. But we can't have the meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you because can have them Darth, Darth Maul finds out that Obi Wan's alive in the Clone Wars series. Yeah, he doesn't know that Obi Wan's alive. Oh right, okay. I don't think hmm. he finds out during that show. I think. Okay, well, spoiler alert, but uh, he dies during Rebels. <laughs> Darth Maul. Yes, Darth Maul. Yes, you know what would be great is if we got a live action version of that of that scene because oh, that, that, scene, be that scene was so fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know if that's. Yeah, that's a weird thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. actually recreate the scene in live action. Like, mm-hmm. do you ask you um, and McGregor to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like here, another actor played this scene, who was a voice actor, and we animated it. But now we want you to do it. I don't know. I don't. It seems weird. I don't think they're going to do that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, Ahsoka, I guess, could possibly be on that show somehow. Yeah. Um. And maybe some clones, right? Maybe we'll get some more Marison cast as other clones. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I expect, mm-hmm. actually. I think we're going to see a lot of Tor Morrison. Uh, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm butchering his name. I don't know how it's pronounced exactly. Um, I think you got it right, actually. I'm not, I'm okay. Not, I'm so sure. Look, I liked him in Aquaman. I mm-hmm. thought he was great as Aquaman's dad. I thought it was a great casting. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like him cast as Jango Fett. I did not like his accent as the accent of all the clones. Mm. Uh, It is probably the reason I really don't like watching the Clone Wars TV series because I can't stand all of the the clones who look exactly the same and have the exact same voice and the exact same Kiwi accent. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just too much of one kind of boring, like like really stale cardboard boring kind of character like that's what that character is he's just fucking boring mm-hmm. to me and and then the clone war series just like makes me like tries to make me interested in like a hundred of him i don't know but ah, sorry i said i was gonna stop being negative soon and i'm gonna do that now so let's um <laughs> let's just say look um we're going to keep covering Mando, and um, I'm not just going to hate on it. I'm not because it's going to be a good. It's going to be good. It's a great show. Mandalorian season one was a great season of television, mm-hmm. and my criticisms of the writing are not going to supersede whether or not I um, judge it as a good or bad television show. I'm going to judge what I'm seeing on the screen and my enjoyment of it in the moment. Um, and I'm going to present it as honestly and fairly as I can. There you go. And uh, I think it's going to be good. Um, um, and I'm hoping for different stuff. And we'll see what happens. And it's, you know, there's plenty of time. I still think we're in the early stages of this Lucasfilm at Disney experiment that's mm-hmm. happening. And I still think there is a lot of time going to pass before we are sure what the landscape of it is really going to look like. So absolutely, my judgment is reserved, but let's boom done on the star Wars news for tonight. Boom let's move on to Capone. Shall we? Capone. Kev. I don't have fitting music for Capone. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I like uh, we should have got like the Boardwalk Empire theme. <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of Capone. Yeah, I've never watched Boardwalk Empire. Did you did you have like a version of Capone in your mind before this that you watched on something? Um, we mean like like an image of like how Tom Hardy like, would have played him. You mean like like for me when I think of Capone. I think of Boardwalk Empire because he was one of the main characters on that show, okay? and 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 that version of him was so great. And I don't know how realistic it was. I don't follow the the, the true history of Al Capone at all, but I love that show, and uh, his was... portrayal on there is is so fantastic. But that show kind of ends where he goes to jail, right? And this mm. story, this movie Capone, this 2020 Capone uh, starring Tom Hardy that we're reviewing tonight uh, is the story of the last year of Al Capone's life. And yeah. it's after he gets out of jail and he's basically released from jail because he's so sick from syphilis, which he had since he was like 14 years old, but it got into his brain mm-hmm. and it, and it basically, um, it was killing him, but it was also making him like mentally, like um, well, he had dementia, right? Yeah, he was. He had serious dementia, and he was losing his physical and mental facilities so badly that he basically needed to be taken care of mm-hmm. for the last year of his life. So they were like, "Why even keep him in prison?" So this is uh, we're following Al Capone living out the last year of his life uh, in his mansion in Florida, yeah. uh, basically being taken care of by his family. And at the same time, being watched and spied on by the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's uh, uh, pause for a moment here and talk about the writer and director, Josh Trank. Right. Now, Josh Trank, I'm not super familiar with this guy. I'm going to be honest. Like, okay. I was I was aware he was the Fantastic Four guy yep. from the Fantastic Four movie that was, was so awful. And then there's this Chronicle thing. Um, what, have you ever watched Chronicle? No. Oh, dude, maybe that's, maybe that's why I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Watch Chronicle. Um, Okay. Chronicle is like, it was, it was a, Oh, I did watch Chronicle. It was like a, I watched this thing. It was basically a found footage, like superhero film without being a superhero film. (laughs) Basically. Right. Right. Really well done. A really, really cool flick. I remember thinking chronicle was cool but feeling very disappointed like mm-hmm. not disappointed but I, f- I felt like it left me wanting a lot more at oh, the yeah. end i felt i felt like i wished they had just done like this or that or this i felt like it just was missing something i mm-hmm. don't know i remember my reaction to chronicle though was like yeah it's, it's lacking something yeah okay um I, I really i really dug chronicle i thought it was a good film yeah it wasn't bad i'm not saying it was bad I remember just being perplexed and frustrated by it. Um, But I'm glad you reminded me about Chronicle because, um, like I mentioned this to our buddy uh, Billy Gregory from the OTOGs, Mm -hmm. and um, I was like, yeah, man, um, we watched Capone, and um, I mentioned it to him because I was surprised, and I thought it was cool that the score of the film, and I don't know if you know this, the the film was scored by LP LP, from from Run the Jewels. Yeah. which I had no idea that he scored films. Well, um, or, it's funny because I was looking at, um, I, I added him on, um, on Instagram and he had a post of like Capone and, um, I think his, their new video. And it was like, uh, not their new video with the new song. Ooh, la la. 
and he said something along the lines of, uh, "I'm I'm on the I'm in the top uh, top like whatever on both of these on iTunes and on whatever." And I was like, "What does he have to do with Capone?" <laughs> and so I looked it up, and yeah, of course he scored it. So I yeah. thought that was really cool. Yeah. He scored it, and the score is pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. it's it's dark and. Um, Ethereal. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the work that, um, uh, sorry, Nine Inch Nails guy, uh, uh, Trent Reznor, Trent Reznor, and Atticus Ross have been doing. Um, you know, maybe a little, mm, a little harder, mm-hmm. a little, a little grittier, but um, pretty cool score. And I, and um, maybe that was the best part of this fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Okay, so um, I, I didn't, I didn't hate the film. Um, it was Tom Hardy. I thought did a, a amazing job. Like he, yeah. Like, I honestly, I don't know Capone. Like I, I've never met him. I, I, I don't like. Uh, is there even footage, real life footage of him? <laughs> like you know, when he was alive. Uh, there are. There's a ton of photos. Yeah, there's photos. Um, but is there like the way he was acting, whatever? I don't know if that if that was like. 100 percent right. accurate or by any means but right um I you know tom's a serious guy i'm sure he studied yeah. people with this with this illness and you know yeah for sure um, stuff like that yeah, yeah no i thought he did a, a great job um sure one of the uh one of the things so before i watched this film uh, i was looking at some reviews uh, i can't remember where uh, it might have been on rotten tomatoes and they're kind of making fun of the fact that um so throughout the movie he like shits himself which yeah. obviously, I'm sure. Uh, I'm not sure where this. Uh, if this was based on a book or whatever, I'm not even 100 percent sure. But I'm sure this is probably what happened. Like he probably did shit himself. Yeah. And um, people were making fun of that. Like, oh, it's a, it's, 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 it's a great film if you like fart jokes or shit jokes. And I'm like, like, dude, like this probably. Really it wasn't happened. a joke. Yeah, it wasn't a joke. It, it, was, it wasn't it a was joke. Done in it was meant serious... to show you how tragic his life yeah, was. Exactly. It was meant to show you that it was. It was like was... he was living in hell for the last year of his life. Yeah, exactly. So um, I have a feeling that people that gave this film a really bad rating um, probably gave it that rating because they were confused at what was going on. Um, because this film is very what's the word I'm looking for it's very it's not very explanatory um yep. like things happen and you're like okay and then all of a sudden it like it didn't happen but clearly it was just because right. he was trying to show his side of his dementia and right. how it affected him it was kind of almost like it was through Capone's eyes without yep. actually physically being through his eyes Okay, well, right. so that, that, that's an excellent confusing. point. It was very confusing. It was very confusing, and yes. I kind of didn't pick up on that until almost the end. <laughs> I'm glad you said. I'm glad you, know you said. I mean? I'm glad you said it was confusing. It was because because I watched this with Belinda, of course, yeah. and a couple of times I turned to her and I said, "I am so fucking confused." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and she was like, "What are you? What are you confused about?" It's 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 all straightforward. She was. She thought I was. She thought I was. Uh, I used the R word. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I no. I no. I I should never use that she word. She thought you were mentally challenged. Okay. Go she <laughs> thought I was stupid. Yeah. She thought I was. She thought I was a dullard. Um. She said it wasn't confusing at all. 
But I was like, man, Matt Dillon really went to visit him, right? Yeah. But then the later on when Matt Dillon was visiting him, he was hallucinating it. And, and, I, and, I, I, yeah. and I didn't know when the line was between when did Matt Dillon stop being really there. Okay. <laughs> and it was so like... I just, it took me right out of the movie. Like, I just started sitting there thinking, wait a minute, when, like, when, when was Matt Dillon really there and really not there? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, um, and that, and that, and that wasn't the only time. Like, the Matt Dillon thing wasn't the only thing. Um, the party there was, scene. Yeah. Uh, the was party scene. We're going to party scene to me, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if, if I may, um, yeah. I wanted to say a few things. Um, the film opens up really trying to remind you of Godfather. Yeah, um, okay. it, it opens on this scene with the an older, decrepit Al Capone running around his mansion, playing with all of the children in his family. Yeah. And it, it reminded me so much of the Godfather's death scene, of uh, Marlon Brando's death scene, of Don Corleone's death scene in The Godfather, okay. where he's running around his backyard... Uh, with his grandson just playing, mm-hmm. and then he keels over from a heart attack, and it just it just felt like so familiar in tone. And I also wanted to say, well, wasn't Tom Har- his character based on Al Capone though? Uh, I'm right? not sure. I it think maybe been, I think right? maybe um, Tom Hardy's makeup in this really kind of made him look more like Marlon Brando's Don mm-hmm. Corleone. Yeah. I felt like a. I felt like he. I felt like there was a lot of real effort made to make this feel like The Godfather, and that might be because The Godfather was partly based on Al on Al Capone. Yeah. And but like even in the dialogue, like Al Capone, whenever he started losing it, he would yell "Animales." Yeah. And there's there's that famous speech in in The Godfather where uh, where Don Corleone says, "You can act like a man instead of an animale." Yeah. Um, so um that is very tangible so if you're a godfather fan this is reaching out to you and trying to tickle your fancy um but the daydream scenes and the fantasy scenes to me as a viewer were cut in too randomly with so you could never and it maybe it's trying to pull off like a joker thing Mm -hmm. like a like a like an untrustworthy narrator um but it pulled me out of the movie like it just wasn't done. It just wasn't done well, and I'm sorry, I think Trank. You, I think you nailed it there, dude. Yeah, uh, I think he was trying to probably mimic uh, the style of the Joker. Now that you mention it, right? I didn't even I didn't even think of that. I, but now that that just occurred to me that, just now. Yeah, moment, now that you're but, saying that, I'm like, you're probably fucking right. He probably but he failed that Joker. Right? Uh, <laughs> did he fail? I, I wouldn't say he failed. It didn't pull um, me out of the Joker. It didn't yeah, pull me out. No, no, it blew me away in the Joker. Yes, but in this, it made me stop dead in my tracks. Yeah. Right? That that's the difference for me. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he failed at it as much as he didn't do it as well. Sure. Let's uh, let, let's yeah, let's say that. <laughs> I don't know, man. You are you as usual you're being far more kind than I am. I yeah. honestly like I feel like Josh Trank should fucking retire. I feel like he should go the fuck home. <laughs> like I like I'm like your his the Rotten Tomatoes score for this is thirty eight percent, thirty nine and thirty six. Okay, like yeah. the audience agrees with the critics. Okay, like everybody thinks this sucks. And for me, the point was where he where he had the the hallucination of Matt Dillon 
cutting out his eyeballs yeah, and placing them on his chest. That was fucking weird. I was like, okay, this just it crossed the line into like like David Lynch or yeah. something. Like yeah, yeah. it like Josh Trank and I wanted to also mention, okay, you brought up this scene, the party scene, okay? Yeah. Do you know what that scene felt like to me? Star Trek the Next Generation on the holodeck. Okay. Like it was that corny and that flat and that just kind of phony and just I, I thought he was trying to do the shining, right? I thought yes. that this was supposed to be like Jack and the Shining yeah. Hotel. Yeah, it did feel like the Shining, yeah. It's... But I did not feel the Shining. I mm-hmm. I saw the attempt, but I felt Star Trek the Next Generation holodeck. Yeah, I felt this this is Captain Picard on the holodeck. Mm-hmm. This is not uh Jack in the the, the Shining Hotel. Right. But where I'm at with Capone is uh, I'm going to give it the most mild of recommendations. If you're, you know, if you're interested in the Capone story, if you followed it in the past, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a Godfather fan, if you're a fan of this genre uh, and all, all the other genres that it tries to imitate, uh, even though it doesn't, doesn't do a great job, yeah. you know, it's worth checking out. It's COVID, so you're probably bored. You probably need something to watch. So, um, you know, uh, as, actually, as, as a curiosity, it, it was it's actually it's, one of the highest stream movies this weekend. Right, I'm not surprised, right? It's yeah, Tom Hardy. Like second it's highest, a, yeah. You just take Tom Hardy and the subject material, and you've got like something that's worth checking out just for those two reasons, right? Yeah, um, yeah I think the execution was really poor, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think it's a good movie at the end of the day. But um, you know, uh, check it out, judge for yourself, and. Uh, for me, I'm going to give it a quick score. Uh, what will I give it? Uh, I'll give it six out of ten. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, it's 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 you know it's bad. It's definitely bad. But um, like I said, it's got Tom Hardy and it's got subject material that I'm very interested in. So um, yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. But I mm. would. I wouldn't tell people definitely don't watch it. Yeah. No. Um. I six six is low for me. Anyway, dude, I thought you were going to go lower than that because yeah. Because I'll I'll be honest, even though it kind of came across that I liked the film more than you did, yeah, I was thinking mediocre, like right in the middle. I was I'm gonna give it yeah. a five out of ten. That's that's fair, man. That's yeah. fair. So look, we we both gave it higher a higher score than Rotten Tomatoes did, right? Like they true. they give it like a three or three or a four, basically. Yeah. Um, but on if you look so. on IMDb, it's roughly around five point six. Last time I checked, right? Right. Yeah. So that's it's it's average. And the only reason sure. why I would give it that high of a score is because of Tom Hardy, because I thought he did a really good job in this film. Um, yeah. Like I said, the execution was a little poor, but it didn't take me out of the film. As it wasn't as, Tom either, right? Yeah, like, as you know, as, you can just you can just point the camera at Tom. And you got something. Yeah. No. <laughs> absolutely. Right. But um, yeah, like uh, the point I brought up before is it just it's very confusing to the audience. That's. Yeah, that's, that's, for sure. that's one of the problems of the film. Confused um, was a big, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm gonna slap so a, only only five for you. Yeah, five out of ten. So all right then. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess that's it for our review of Capone. Uh, you know, check it out at your own risk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, like you said, yeah. if you're a fan of like gangster movies and. You know, maybe you've watched like The Untouchables, uh, like you said, Boardwalk Empire, um, yeah. stuff like that with Al Capone in it. Yeah, definitely uh, worth worth a watch. But just bring your expectations down. <laughs> uh, don't yes. you're not going to get the Joker. 
right, right. Uh, very good, very yeah. good, very good. You get some some attempts to be somewhat similar to Joker, but it is yeah. not on that level, yeah. and by any means, for sure, yeah. for sure. Okay, buddy. So I I think that maybe is all we have to talk about. Oh, God! This week for episode fifty one. Thank you for listening. Yep. If you're still here, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, we have had a crazy week on Facebook. We got mm-hmm. like over 160 new likes. We're almost at 500 likes on our Facebook page yeah. this week, which is which is you know it doesn't seem like a huge deal, but it's a big deal to me because it feels like it's it's you know it's a, it's a very slow crawl getting that number up. So I'm I'm very happy with that. We only need 11 more likes, I think, right now to get to 500. So uh, I think it was like uh, 10 last time I looked. Oh yeah, the, cool. Yeah, um, it's a celebration, bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know what? If you if you haven't liked us on Facebook yet, please do. Yeah. Uh, or if you have a friend who you think might like us, suggest suggest us to them, yeah. uh, so we can get to that five hundred soon. Because then we're going to be high fiving ourselves and feeling good. Go. <laughs> so uh, please check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash too old for this podcast. Spelled the two and a four the way nineties rappers would spell it because that's what we are. Yeah. Also check us out on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash too old for this pod. Also with a two and a four. You know, um, I don't know, Kev, anything else to say before we wrap up episode 51? Or, uh, you know, is there anyone maybe in the audience who has a question? Uh, I personally don't have anything, but uh, um, that person right there with your hand up. That's the end? Yep. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I see it in episode 51, Miss Jackson. Uh, So thank you for being here. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Well, I am. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I think we've had this conversation before, if I'm yeah, not correct. Absolutely. But, 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 yes. She's a yes. regular. She's a regular. Yes, Miss Jackson. <laughs> that is what I will be calling you. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for listening to episode 51. My name is Jeremy Dove, and this is my good friend, Kevin Evans. And uh, there is nothing left to say except just chill. To the next episode.